Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. I'm Eileen. Hey, girl. <laughs> You're in my face again. <laughs> this is our second face-to-face recording yeah, since it's, the beginning. It's Eileen's birthday weekend, it so sure she is. came down here to D.C., to hang out with me, and uh, here we are in my recording studio, aka closet. <laughs> we it's are... lovely. Wow, you've done so many <laughs> lovely things done with the to place. the place. Uh, look at those coats, and we are both uncomfortable. <laughs> I am doing the splits. <laughs> I leave. Johnny can is giving me a gynecological exam. <laughs> It is, uh, we are contortionists in here, but again, Absolutely, but anything for you, listener, para que oigan bien y no estén reclamando, we're just like, legs akimbo and (laughs) doing it. making it happen. I also just want to give Eileen a quick shout out because she got this fancy USB port thing. We've got two microphones plugged in here and we are somehow recording onto one computer. I feel like Bill Gates right she now. She did it. She was I like clickety clack. What's and the name of the guy that died from Apple? Bill Gates. No, uh, fucking Steve Jobs. I'm Steve Jobs. <laughs> you are a combination of both except you are woman hear and hear you roar electronically into the future. You fucking Electronica, did it. <laughs> chromatica. Uh, all of it. Uh, great. So I'm so excited that you're here, first of all, for I'm this ex- birthday Thank you for weekend. having me in your lovely home. Uh, um, you but it. I will not forgive you for the goddamn movie that you made us Ooh. watch, which I watched on the train on my way here. And first of all, incredibly embarrassing oh to watch God. that film. I'm sure people were passing by as like, Oh, she's that person. If I were to do this on a train, I would just be completely huddled into a corner, like screen away. That's what I was trying to do. But, but like, I also was cackling throughout it's... that. Like, they were like, oh, she is the insane person on the train. I would compare this movie to Don't Panic from Absolutely. Mexico. Yeah. But in the case of Don't Panic, where it was like, this is so charmingly bad. Yeah. This one I'm going to say is just pretty much bad. This is bad. It's bad. So, okay, I picked this movie. Um, (laughs) It's called The Ritual of Death from Brazil, 1990, and it's directed by Fauzi Mansur. And uh, I'm just going to say at the top that this, he is mostly known for directing porn. And, you know, I was expecting when I watched the movie way more nudity than I... Same. Especially because it's a Brazilian film, technically. This is another movie that we've done that made in a foreign country, but in an English language. What the fuck? Which is very weird. Mm -hmm. But Brazil is, they are... They are chill with nudity. Fearless. I remember growing up watching the novellas on TV and being like, oh, it's 7 p.m. and there is a full bush in my face. <laughs> like, yeah. they don't give a hot fuck. Yeah. So I was expecting, especially after you told me that he's a porn director, I was like, oh, there's going to be banging everywhere. But, I mean, there was boobs. Yeah, but not. Pero nada que yo pensé que era super. Absolutely not. You know yeah, what I mean? same. I agree. But, like, when I was doing my research and my trivia on Fauzi Mansour, <laughs> I was like, porn pops up. Just dicks. Dicks and bushes and boobs <laughs> everywhere. But I do have a question for you uh-huh. about, it's all ADR yes. again. But, but well, this is my question. Uh-huh. 
these are Brazilian actors yeah. performing, doing their lines in English. But yeah. I don't think that's always the case. And you're better at recognizing this than I am. Like, mm -hmm. I think at some points they are speaking Portuguese, but it's dubbed. But then there's other scenes where you can clearly see they're speaking in English, but it's ADR. I think it's mostly they're speaking English and ADR. Because okay. what you saw, because I made a note, yeah. was literally the Brazilian accent yes. when they were speaking English. You can hear the Brazilian accent. But no, you could see it. Like, yes. like when they spoke the English, like when they filmed it, before mm -hmm. it was 80-yard, you could see the accent coming out of their mouth. And sure, the ADR also had an accent on top, but it wasn't as pronounced as the actual visual of their yes. mouth saying like, oh my God, <laughs> kind of, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, so I do. So I think that's what may have that's been. That's what I was picking up on. Yeah. Either way, the ADR is... It's oh. Everything is bonkers in this movie. Oh, my movie. God. Okay, so let's just get into this Yeah. Movie. Wait, have you said the title yet? I said the title, <laughs> The Ritual of Death, Brazil, 1990. Tell us, a, why don't you give us a little <laughs> synopsis? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, man. Um, thank you, IMDB, for always providing us with a lovely, tiny sentence that will explain what this film is about. Will it? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Okay, when a local acting company decides to stage an updated version of an Egyptian ritual involving human sacrifice, they unleash a dark and evil force. A vengeful satanic priestess uses the acting... Priestess? A girl. No, just, he's a priest. He's not a priestess. Well, foofy hair later on. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We'll get into oh, it, everybody. <laughs> a vengeful satanic priestess uses the acting troupe to summon the spirit of a fanatical cult leader. Yes. Okay. Now, now honestly, all, yeah. that, that IMDB thing- Has explained it a thousand times you better. You read it and you're like, oh, because yeah. I watched, so I watched this twice to take notes and stuff, and I'm telling you the first time I was like, I don't- What's the deal? I don't know. But- Let's get into this movie. Yes, oh Are we God. ready to discuss? I am thrilled okay. to be here. <laughs> Ritual of Death, directed by Fauzi Mansour and and written by Filippi Greco and Anthony Rourke. We open with our <laughs> already laughing. We open with our opening credits over glimpses of what looks like Egyptian iconography and this amazing, amazing. pop song, amazing pop rock yeah. song called "Beyond Love." Beyond spelled B E Y O U N D. Beyond, beyond love. And when I'm telling you, this singer is like, "You've got to help me." <laughs> She's like, "Beyond love." She's singing. She's belting. We will get into her later. Uh, we will we will talk about it. <laughs> so just want to say mm -hmm. when I was watching this, I was like, this even though it's very simple, like you see the credits of the cast and the everything, and it's it goes back and forth from one profile of an Egyptian statue to another profile. Mm -hmm. It's just literally the same ones, back and forth, back and forth. I was like, this is giving me Brazilian novela opening. Oh, uh, I love that. Like vibes for Absolutely. sure. I was like waiting for just a naked lady to appear and be like, hi, uh, that was one of the novelas I used to love. Anyways. It does give you, this full movie gives you good uh, Brazil vibes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we open with a shot of this young man, and he walks into what I believe is a lecture hall? 
Bro, I was like, is this church? I didn't I know was... if this was like a low budget situation where they're like, here's a church, yeah. but it's a dude giving a lecture. Yes. In a library question? In a library. It looks like a house. Yeah. So this guy walks into this lecture hall, I'm just going to say, along with a bunch of other people. But before we go inside to see what's going on inside, we get like a quick musical sting and a very quick shot of an old man <laughs> in a bowler hat. Yes. And then we see this poofy 90s hairdo woman. I don't know what her name is, so I called her Poofy. It is never said, I don't think. It's Poofy. And also she's wearing the most amazing dress. It's just like a black, like deep V outfit. And I was like, I need that. She looks great. She looks great. So Poofy Poofy. walks (laughs) up to Bowler Hat who happens to be outside of this lecture hall library, and she does they, something with her back turned to us. Don't say a word. They don't say anything, but clearly these two are connected. Yeah. Okay. In cahoots. In cahoots. And just so you know, this like quick flash musical sting of this bowler hat man it happens is all, all the time. It's supposed to be a jump scare, but it is never scary. It's just disorienting. Like every five to ten minutes, it'll just be like, Bing! and then this the the face of this man it's and the same shot. Same it's not shot. like a, a different. Oh, he's standing no, it's here. Him the walking. same single shot yeah. and the same punk of music every it's single time. So dumb. Uh, <laughs> it is dumb. And then <laughs> so. Poofy here walks into this lecture hall, and inside this lecture hall, we see an old man slash librarian slash lecturer. Sure. I don't know. To me, he looked like Sean Connery in Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. Totally. A little bit, right? Yeah. Because he had a little hat. A little hat on. Yeah. He looks, you know, kind of Sean Connery. So he is reading from a hairy book. I was like, Hagrid's book yeah. of the monsters. The what monsters is it? book. The monster book. Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. It's a hairy book. Li- I'm telling you people. Harry. Harry. He's reading this hairy book. <laughs> to a large group of people of all ages. And I don't know what's going on here because there's literally a little girl in the audience. And I'm like, who are they? All ages. All ages. So he's talking about Egyptian history to this group of people. Yeah. I wrote this entire thing down. So please, I think we need to say this. Okay. So just bear with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says... In the Egyptian version, in times of peace, when the tribe was at war, the Indians would call a sacred meaning <laughs> to perform. Hold on. Hold on. Let me say the Already. word. Let me say the word. And then I want to know what you thought this word was. Okay, okay. So he says, the Indians would call a sacred meeting to perform the Pajalansa. <laughs> what? What did you think he said? I, I wasn't listening to this <laughs> I was oh too God. distracted by the shot of this 13-year-old girl, oh not even God. 8-year-old girl like in the I was like, "Who is what is she doing there?" I was like, "What is this meeting of people?" Listen, I'm going to try to do my best to tell Pajalanza? you. Pa- he I don't know. The, listen, the Pajalanza. sound is terrible in this film. Oh my God, and there was nary a caption in sight not, to be found. I tried, I tried no, to, nothing. Not a caption. So he says 
Pajalanza. The Indians would call a sacred meeting to perform the Pajalansa. They believed <laughs> that the god of death, the great spirit, would permit the souls of deceased great warriors to enter the bodies of living ones, thus making them invincible. Of course, to the Egyptians, it was simply the god of death to them, the souls of former royalty. Some Indians were used as human sacrifices in the name of the great spirit. They would be chosen from young virgin virgins and relatively useless members of the tribe. That's okay. literally what he says. Okay, also, okay, no, finish and then... Okay, okay, I'm almost there. Egyptians used slaves, and it was considered a great honor to be one of the chosen few, but the god of death would refuse the human sacrifices if the Pajalansa was not performed properly. That's important. Or if he felt that the tribe did not deserve his protection. On many occasions, Great Spirit himself would enter into a warrior's body in order to punish the tribe. It was the feared curse of the Great Spirit. Plagues would fall upon Egypt. And for the Indians, there was no escape. The whole tribe would be eliminated. Okay. Okay. First of all, I was so confused with the Egypt and Indian oh, situation. Uh, I don't really know. I read later in another, in like one of the articles for trivia, that it was the Indian or like the natives in Brazil mm -hmm. interpretation of this Egyptian ritual. I don't know if that's correct. Bro. I don't know. But also, I think it's important to talk about the fact that I believe they used, and I looked at it, I don't think, like, what do you, like, politically correctly call, is it indigenous Brazilians? I mean, in Brazil, I think it's Injus. Injus. Yeah, which so is Indians, basically. I wrote indigenous Brazilians the entire Fine. way through, but I believe that they actually use indigenous Brazilians in certain scenes in this film. Oh, boy. But but I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not quite sure. So during this speech we do get a vision of what looks like an indigenous Brazilian ceremony with a, a person like going through it on an altar while someone else is blowing smoke on him while more angels are like dancing in circles around this sacrifice. Yeah, there's like an elder with a pipe that's like blowing and smoking this pipe, but then blowing the smoke on this person lying on this area. And then the angels dancing around with like... And everybody is screaming. Oh, belting. I was like, everybody's, you know how I, I know. feel. You, please, I thought to myself, I was watching, I was like, Eileen is going to fucking hate this. All the screaming, just like, ah, 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 Not uh, even just one person screaming, just layers of, of, of people screams. screaming. It layers was of screams. Nuts. Okay, so we see that vision of this ceremony, but back in the lecture hall as this dude is giving this lecture we also notice like a real lovey-dovey young couple all over each other up front and also a creepy guy with a scar on his face yeah and a pipe and a pipe and a pipe <laughs> i put that in my notes but i erased it because i was like was he smoking a pipe he, he absolutely was, pipe. was this scar face guy at one point looks over creepily at poofy 90s hairdo right and we're like oh these two are also in, in cahoots. cahoots yes so we cut to brad yeah the guy we saw walking at the top he's half of this lovey-dovey couple that was like all over each other during this lecture he's coming out of a room in this weird ass hallway and he hears a man again 
belting. So that hallway is backstage of yes, the theater. We're in this theater. So he starts to follow this belting and he sees like smoke kind they of coming out from different places. They love a fucking fog machine in this film. And it's like everywhere. Why? I don't know. Just they want to be so, smoky. So he like comes out into the theater and he sees this group of belting running indigenous Brazilians followed by Bowler Hat Man and they right. kind of like go into the pit of the theater. Yeah. So Brad is rushed by this rushed by like a huge gust of wind and he follows them into the pit. And once he's in there, he sees that same like circle altar dance smoke ritual from the top. Bowler Hat approaches Brad and Bowler Hat says to him, "Find Jim." He knows where to find the book. And he holds out that hairy ass book that the old lecturer was reading earlier. And this dude's hand is gross. Whoa. Okay. The hand is disgusting. And then it just like a boil pops and yeah. oozes disgusting ooze it's out of it. It's spurting pus everywhere. Gnarly. It's honestly pretty cool effect. Yeah. I'm going to say pretty cool effect. Bowler hat and his pussy hand disappears and while Brad is like, "Whoa, what happened?" He like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Hallucination. He like backs up to the altar where this sacrifice is still happening and the guy on the altar grabs him Another with like gross a bloody hand. pussy arm. Yeah. And he won't let him go. Again, very cool effect. And he's screaming like, oh, oh my, I'm here. I'm here. Because in the theater, somebody's like, Brad, 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 Brad. Brad. I was like, ma'am. Oh, dude. And he's like, I'm here. I'm here. And like trying to pull. And then the lights go out. And then the. The ceremony is gone. Another cool effect. Yeah, not bad. Disappearing. I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, oh, I'm free now. So Brad runs on stage, and how convenient. It's Jim, who Bowler Hat was just like, you need to find Jim. And Jim was upstairs being like, Brad, Brad. (laughs) So Brad's like, oh my gosh, Bowler Hat just told me to find you. And Jim is like, sure, shut the fuck up, Brad. Listen, I have (laughs) just the right play for us to put on. Remember that lecture we went to? Let's do the Indian ritual, the Pajalansa, as a play. And at this point, Brad is like, what the fuck do Indians have to do with Egyptians? Literally, right before he said that, I wrote, what the fuck do Indians have to do with all of this? And this is our explanation that Jim gives. This is basically the explanation of we the, get. Of the movie. Jim says, don't you remember that theory about ancient civilizations, Egyptians, Phoenicians, that were supposed to have come here before America was discovered? And that's it. That's all we get. Okay, oh, so Jesus, Jim is like, don't worry about it, Brad. It's going to be fantastic. But first, we got to get that manuscript, that hairy book, right. from the old lecture guy at the library. So go get Mickey to go steal it, because Mickey loves adventure. Mickey loves adventure, guys. Sure. Get Mickey to do it. He loves adventure. He loves it. So cut to adventurous Mickey, who is the director of this play that of they want to put troop. on. Mickey, Brad, and Carol, who is this blonde, cute lady. The, the She's lover. the other half, half of this lovey-dovey couple. Right. So she and Brad are an item. Did you think that she looked like Anna Klumsky? Totally. She's gorgeous. I mean- She's like movie star gorge. Her hair is just full of volume yeah, and just like- totally Anna Klumsky. Oh my God, her face, her Classic, eyes. Classic like bombshell beauty. Yeah. She's just gorgeous. She's a- 
terrible actress. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my lord. God, she's bad. I'm so sorry, ma'am, but goddamn. Anyway, these three are sneaking into this old man's house slash library. This Which looks, looks like, like a boat. It looks like a pirate ship. There's... That's what I wrote. <laughs> It looks like a fucking pirate ship. He has ship. an actual fucking bow of, like, the... I don't, it's a boat. Like, there's a boat up there. Like, yeah. you climb some stairs, and then there's just, like, a fucking front part of a boat. I have no idea what it's called, boat? but I'm convinced that so. this is a boat. Oh, it um, is. And it's also really cool looking. Like, I was like, this is a cool set. But if this is a library, there's literally not a book in sight. No. I Wait, I about. was like, how is... This doesn't even look like a library, I is have, what I said. I have soiled. no idea. <laughs> So they go inside, they sneak inside, and Mickey picks up this little statue of like a weird alien looking figure. I said it looks like an alien from Aliens. And then he finds the book. And then this old man lecturer happens to be there. Hello, it's his house. So he like peeks out from what looks like a fucking pirate's nook and he's like, who's there? What the hell? And Uh, so- mm, Shit. mm, What? uh, His favorite line. So the three thieves run off with the book, leaving the old man to discover that the book is missing. And he says, my God, it can't be. Oh, my oh, God, dude. It's it's bad. It's so bad. But it's hilarious. I, I, yes. Like, I don't want to recommend this movie to people, but I also I'm like, you must see it's this. A, it's a vision <laughs> of is. absolute madness, pero también... Because it's going to be rough. It's another one of those movies that I'm like, it must be seen yeah. to be believed. Pa- Just... Fucking smoke some weed and watch this movie and oh. cackle the night oh my away. God. We cut to Mickey, Brad, and Carol hanging out. And Mickey says, what do you think about the curse? The guy who tried to change the text and went off the deep end. And at this point, I was like, what, what? are you talking about? Bro. But Brad and Carol are Ready to fuck. Like, penis is almost in the Oh, vagina. my God. So, Mickey's like, that's cool, guys. I guess I'll just show myself out. So <laughs> Fuck my drag, and right? Like... What the hell? <laughs> and uh, so he takes the book and he leaves. So we quickly cut back to the pirate ship. And we meet this cop who is looking at that weird alien statue. Yeah. The old man lecturer is like, you got to get that book back because it's dangerous. Now, we cut to Jim's weird ass apartment i believe it's his apartment i don't know all i know is that poof magoo has yeah. is literally like exiting the they're room. both like robed oh jim has a fucking geisha's robe yeah on. like he a, is, it's ridiculous and it's obviously like he's been fucking this lady sure. poof magoo who's yeah. like i'm leaving yeah, and and jim is like ah. Brad. So good to see you, Brad. Aren't aren't you excited to fucking put on this fucking play? But before, like, we notice, we literally in the previous scene at the pirate ship saw the cop holding the weird alien statue. This is the next scene. This alien statue is now here at Jim's house. I didn't even see that. I don't know what's what's going on. Girl. It's here. Jim walks in and he's like, Brad, he's holding a picture of bowler hat. Right. And they start talking the manuscript, and Brad says, we have to rewrite it and change it up. But Jim's like, no, it's a sacred ritual, to which Brad responds, but not good theater. And I could not believe. Oh my God. I laughed out loud. Bro. Jim says, there was a time a while ago where a man tried to modify the manuscript, a preacher, to form a cult, and a lot of people died. 
Okay. And while he's saying that, <laughs> Poofy Magoo mm-hmm. comes back into this room, picks up the portrait of Bowler yeah. Hat, uh-huh. and then like comes on over and puts it on the table in between these two men. Yeah. And they don't seem to see her. And so basically what you're noticing here, you're like, oh, so what you're trying to tell us is that Bowler Hat is that fucking cult leader preacher. Yeah. We got it. Thank you. Cut to Mickey reading through the Harry book and I guess rewriting it into script form. And then what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Poofy is, we're back at Jim's place with Poofy and she is holding a I'm goat gonna, head. It's real. Oh, that... That is a cut-off goat's head. It was nasty. I did not like seeing this. No. Now, if this was an effect, holy shit. They nailed it. Because I'm I'm convinced that was real. She grabs this goat head by the face, goes into a bathtub, and it's dripping blood from its decapitated fucking head, and she, like, goes naked into a bathtub and is, like... Dripping? Dripping the blood all over her, but, like, in a circular motion, so it, like, goes around her, like, neck and back, and she's, like... It's so nasty. if that is real... That actress had to have a gross blood that on blood her. onto her body. Yeah, and here comes Jim, Jim. who takes off his silk you see kimono. But he gets balls ass naked, <laughs> so he gets in with her and starts to bathe in this bloody bath. He also has the goat head and is dripping the blood on himself. They yeah. start to make out, which again, Ew. if that it- is real. With a real blood head. face make out. Eh, cool. So, eh, cool. So they start to make out and Poofy tosses the goat's head. It lands at the feet of Bowler Hat, who is there. Hello. Hi. He picks it up and his hand starts to like spatter pus, like colorful pus everywhere. But like, like it would have been disgusting and nasty if it hadn't been because it's a green goop that comes out of his sure. hand but it's like teal it's almost. like nickelodeon yeah it looks like nickelodeon it looks like fucking yeah gack it's, i still like i like these cool effects but the color of the it's the color that's the is bo- never is, right that's bad but i'm still like i appreciate your effects here because it's like listen if this it is had been any other color uh-huh. it would have looked awesome and even more disgusting even just the white pus that we've the, seen ugh. keep it keep it white that's, that's honestly all we needed. awful so his hand is spattering everywhere jim and poofy are going at it and then all of a sudden but also i just want to say please they're fucking in the tub quote unquote but their genitals are so far away from each other that i was like how <laughs> and you like you can tell that these two are like what are we doing? What are we doing? What yeah, we... it's it's uncomfortable. He is it was uncomfortable for me to watch. Squeezing her boobs and her. F- I was like, I can't She's even look even at her face. She's not even looking at him. It was so bad. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as they're very strangely fondling each other in this bathtub, <laughs> there is a fucking Inju right there performing a ritual on top of them and like With shaking leaves <laughs> and like going at it on top of them. It's insanity, it's people. Absolutely bonkers. Cut to rehearsal for this Egyptian oh, show. Oh <laughs> my god, dude. I, I, I didn't even like write like what because well, I, I can't describe this. Okay. <laughs> First of all, the costumes are all like, it's like flowy fabrics, but also like supposed to be metallic 
pieces, but the metallic part is made of, you know how in the 70s they would have television shows where they'd be like, here we're in space and like yes. aliens or, or the astronauts would have silver stuff. And it was just a silver that was so shiny and yes. sparkly yeah. that you're like, that's not metal. That's crazy. It's <laughs> This is what it looked it's like. It's a, a Walgreens Halloween costume. Absolutely. And then not only is it a Walgreens Halloween costume, they are fully doing walk like an Egyptian from the oh, fucking- The bangles. The bangles. And they are fully like one arm up, one arm down doing walk like an Egyptian. I uh, can't. And so in this show, Brad- for some very strange reason, is dressed like an executioner, like hood with the eye slits, a weird kind of like S and M chest piece. No entiendo. <laughs> he is handed a little scythe and a dagger, and he goes up to Carol, who is tied up to a pole, and it seems that like he, he is supposed to, you know, fake slash her throat with the scythe. Right. But he starts to freak out, like he's having a vision or something. And then everyone's like, what the fuck? And Brad goes running off. Also, by the way, at this point, we have seen that flash of the bowler hat about 15 other I times. I refuse to it's include fine. it. Because, Every now like, and then I'll I'll let I'll pop it in bowler here hat and flash. be like, we've had another 20 bowler Which hats. Which is just like, I'm like, whoa, you just took me out of it. Totally. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. He's under the influence of fucking bowler hat. We get it. Yeah. Brad goes running off. Carol goes to the dressing room to try to console him, and the acting here... Oh, my God. No, you're different. I know. I don't know what's going on Carol, with me. I don't I... feel good. And then, but he, they get pissed at each other. He runs off, and Carol says this, I can't, I, it made no sense to me, but she's like, but don't go off and do things like that sometimes. <laughs> she just gives a line that you're just like, I don't understand what you're trying to say, girl. Also, this is where I noticed the hardest of the accents. The, the Brazilian uh, The accent. Brazilian. Because he says, why don't you leave me the hell alone? Yeah. But the way that his mouth moved was like, why don't you leave me the hell alone? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. but then the dub on top of that didn't sound... The that way that way. it's supposed to sound, yeah. But absolutely. it didn't sound like that Brazilian accent either. It was just a mix of like, oh my god, it was crazy. Yeah. So you listen, watch this movie for this scene, and you will thank me forever or hate me forever because it's just terrible, insane. So we cut to Brad arriving at his mom's house. Oh and my god! Every new scene, Eileen is just gonna belt out, "Oh my god!" So this mom is comparable to don't panic one hundred percent first of all she's old enough to be brad's grandmother si, esta ma e e she, and when he walks in i was like is she trying to fuck oh, him it was very sensual Oof. it was very strange so this grandma this grandma <laughs> <laughs> i called her jazzy boo's mom so she is like sitting there and she's like she's like purring <laughs> and she is drinking like she is drunk the way that listening to jazz uh -huh. the way that don't panic's mom was pouring fucking vodka yeah. into a glass this lady has just like a full tumbler of whiskey oh, it's just she is... brown liquor and she's like mm -hmm. I want to be a jazz singer, Brad. And, and Brad is like, yesterday you wanted to be a dancer. And she's like, let me dream, bitch. <laughs> so 
Okay, so, mom. I'll, again, watch this movie for Jazz Boo's mom because she is memorable. Wow. So Jazz Mama has left Brad's dinner in the oven, so he goes in to get it. But while he's grabbing a drink from the fridge, he notices a full plate of raw meat. Okay. This has happened often enough in horror movies where, like, if somebody's possessed or if somebody's, like, going through it or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. they'll see a plate of raw beef and be like, oh, the monster awakens. And it's, to me, is so fucking cheesy because bitch people eat raw beef all the fucking time fucking steak tartare it's hello delicious. even a rare steak that's delicious. fucking raw beef bro. i mean we must i must say though that this is a plate of like refrigerated cold beef but also <laughs> it's like if a fazel beefy like it looks like it's just slices of oh my god of thin beef of honestly thin beef. if you cook this up it would be but delightful absolutely delicious so he grabs this raw beef and he rushes into his bedroom and starts to chow down on this on this raw meat and all of a sudden there's there are frogs in the room in puddles of blood we cut to Mickey, Carol, and Liza. Oh boy, Liza. So I don't even have to include this scene, but I'm just including it for Liza because so Mickey's like sitting on some stairs. They're in the theater. Carol and Liza come down. It looks like it's after rehearsal. Yeah. Liza? Is wearing... What is she wearing? A bikini top. If Carol's acting was bad, Liza... I'll see you tomorrow, kitties. <laughs> Kitties. And Mickey's like, but don't be late like you usually are. What does she say? She's like, I'm never late. <laughs> and she winks at him. Oh. And there's literally like Bling. a, a as she winks. I was like, are we in a comedy now? What is this? A fucking Dude. musical? Okay, cut back to our fabulous Jazzy Boo's mama. She goes quickly to check on Brad because he's been keeping his door locked. So it seems like time is passing. Sure. And Brad is distancing himself from his Jazzy Boo's mom, from his acting pals. Are you using drugs? I'm, I'm the one be- <laughs> who's supposed to be addicted around here. Oh. Brad opens the door a bit as the Jazzy Boo's mom is like, what's going on in there? And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. He closes the door and goes back to eating raw meat. And now it's frogs and, and the, the goat, goat head. head. What's happening? So now we're back at rehearsal. And Mickey has some producers there to get some sponsors for this Egyptian show. Mm-hmm. An Egyptian dancer starts to incredibly annoyingly wave her arms around Brad's face. I... And even if he wasn't having like a possession thing happening. I'd be like, ma'am, get, get out, get out of my face. out of my face. Like, can somebody change the blocking? No this is exagerada, bad. No She's waving her arms in his (laughs) face and he starts to have visions of the sacrifice. He freaks out and he starts to choke. Like big time. Strangle this wavy arm dancer. Carol, who again is on stage (laughs) tied up. (laughs) Stop it, Brad. Brad, stop it. Would you please stop that, Brad? No, Brad, stop. All of a sudden we get another like gust of huge demon wind and then Brad snaps out of it, stops strangling this poor dancer and runs off. We cut to Carol trying to calm Brad down and she's like, shh, 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 it's cool, it's cool. Let's focusing on finishing rehearsal. And it happens Brad... to all of us sometimes. And at this point, because she's being so understanding, Brad says, You're such an incredible woman, Carol. And they start to fully make out. And this is the scene where I was like, 
I can tell that Mansour is a porn director because I was like, this is this is a segue to porn. Like, Absolutely. They're going to start fucking. Absolutely. It felt like that, right? Yeah. Because the acting was so bad. Yeah, they're like, oh, I need help, please. You're I so love you incredible. so much. And then they're fully like making, making out. out. Yeah. Okay, so we do not get a porn sequence. We cut to Brad in a bloody room. His room is now fully... Full of blood. Covered in blood. He's on a mattress on the floor, surrounded by candles and frogs. And he's like asleep, having nightmares. He sees all these visions of bowler hat. We get shots of Jim and Poofy and that fucking goat head in their bloody bathtub. Making out again. Quote, unquote, fucking. Yeah, whatever. Brad wakes up and he goes to a mirror and he pops... Uh, a huge, oh my god, pus-filled bump on his face. I gagged. It was so like right now. I feel like it what? was. Yeah, it was disgusting. That was really well done. I agree. And then he starts like pulling off the skin from yeah. that hole, and I was like, "Yo, poltergeist!" Totally poltergeist. And I'm gonna say. This little sequence here was actually kind of effective in a scary way. I agree. I was was watching it and I was like, they did a really good job with not only like the way that that pus came flying out of his face. It's like the window on a mirror. mirror. Disgusting. So gross. But when he was pulling off that skin, like again, they did that. They used that weird teal colored liquid. If it had been blood or again more pus blood would have been better like it looked so great yeah if it hadn't been for that weird even the consistency of that teal goop was awesome but the color was just not right i totally hear you i just i'm gonna give it up to this fucking effects guy it was very good whoa and honestly there are a lot of moments that i was like whoa that's fucked like they did a good job with the practical special effects 100 percent. even though it's where what's going on even though you're so confused and it's a piece of shit awesome practical effects so much fun worth it and so Brad is just like screaming at his reflection. He has another vision of the the ritual ceremony. Right. And but this time it looks like Bowler Hat is the sacrificial victim. Right. But then all of a sudden it's Brad on the altar being sacrificed with Bowler Hat like looking at him. And then Brad wakes up and it's over. Yeah. So we quickly cut to the cops coming to Jazzy Boozy Mom's house. And she's like, oh, thank God you arrived. Oh, officer, he needs help. <laughs> so calmly and the cop says please ma'am try to get a hold of yourself and she's like okay okay Okay, come with me yeah this way please like get a hold of yourself what did i do ma'am so we get this like a voiceover here but she's like when brad was rehearsing that damn play he was locked up here and he destroyed everything So we cut to the pirate ship with our cop and the old man librarian. And apparently this cop found Brad's adapted script in his room of the manuscript. Yeah. And the old man's like, this is a copy. This is not going to do. We need to find the The real book. The actual thing. Yes. We need that fucking hairy book. (laughs) I want it back. And the cop says, okay, let's go to the theater. Theater. And so at the theater with our acting troupe, the cop says, give the book back and everybody just get the fuck out of here. So Mickey gives the book back to the old man and people start to clear out. But watch this movie just for this cop's performance and for Liza saying, go fuck yourself. (laughs) It's gold. It's so fucking good. Uh, Miss Little Miss Hot Pants. 
What do, are you telling me that she's a sex worker? That's what's happening. Because he, I think this actor was an actual, or the person dubbing, I don't fucking know. But he was like, oh, so you've gotten yourself out of the streets and now to you're Liza. doing, yeah. to Liza, and now you're doing theater, little Miss Hot Pants. Okay. And she's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and later on, I'm pretty sure like the whole thing is the, her secret afterlife yeah. not afterlife after work yeah like she's stuff. a sex she's worker sex working back on this pirate ship the old man has come back he returns the hairy book to its little right spot but Brad is there and now he's like kind of bloody it's weird he's for the rest of the movie he the blood on his face is like either a beard of blood yeah. or like random spots or like, like all the, over yeah. his face yeah. it changes very much so Brad is there, and he steals the book again. Mm, shit. <laughs> so the old man rushes back up to check on the book. He sees that it's gone. Mm, mm, shit. shit. <laughs> now Brad, Brad must be possessed now. He's just possessed. Oh, yeah. I think the whole, like, when Bowler Hat was on the table, and then mm-hmm. it became him on the table, I think that was the that full was transition. The that was yeah. the turn, yeah. So possessed Brad returns the book to Jim, and Jim says, okay, Uncle Parker. That's Bowler Hat, everybody. The, the dude in the J- portrait. Scar fucking pipe guy, also mm-hmm. fucker in the tub with poof, yeah. is the nephew of Bowler Hat yes. from the portrait. From all those random flashes, jump scares. Which this we have is... seen another 25 of since. I mean, this is Uncle Parker. So he says... Okay, Uncle Parker, just a little while longer till you return. Didn't you need a live body to return? You'll always be our leader. But possessed Brad freaks out and starts to strangle Jim while green foam is coming out of his mouth. He fully drowns Jim in the bloody bathtub. He strangles him so bad that his his eyeballs pop out of his head. Super cool. It made me think of Anaconda of the Jaguar. The, Hell yeah. Popped out. <laughs> so Jim's dead. His eyeballs have popped out. And in comes Poofy. And she says, Parker, darling, you did it. You're alive once again. So this, okay. So th- we're supposed to, at this point, understand that Parker is now, is in Brad's yes, body. Yes, Correcto? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm thinking that Jim was kind of like... The a pawn. I agree. And that it was Poofy who was really the, like, she was the driving force. She's the priestess. Correcto. That we read in the fucking IMDb thing. Yeah. Okay. Is everybody following? I Because I'm not. So, so <laughs> <laughs> then Poofy and possessed Brad start to, again, quote unquote, have sex while Uncle Parker's portrait looks on. But Brad is fully wearing pants right now. Dude, he is wearing, you could see the shorts and she is like writhing she, and her, grithing, grithing bush, about, like, the full jam. Full out. And he is wearing fucking gym shorts on. He has pants on. We then cut to a train station out in the middle of nowhere. Liza arrives. She yeah. is dressed. Oh, she is dressed in the skimpiest little blue dress. She's arrived, I guess, on the latest train and she lives out here in the fucking boonies. And there's Brad. There's Brad. So he's like, hey, Liza. And she literally says, yes. Like, are we in Texas? Oh, yes. my, oh my God. So he's <laughs> like, like. the cat that says, well, hi. <laughs> she might as well have said that. Well, hi. So 
Brad is like, I'm in trouble, Liza. So she takes him into her random house here in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so where are we? The implication is that he's like, I feel bad, I feel bad, and she's like, Okay, I'll fuck you, and you won't feel bad anymore. Is what I think is implied. Yes, because she's like, she's my very parents like, didn't have much, but this is my apartment, and the cops don't come here often. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, she is fully providing services right now. Yes. Liza. So she takes him into her random home and she starts to, t- she takes her clothes we off. see titties. And, but then she she does get dressed again. Yeah, it's very oh, weird. He's like cares? watching her and she's like smiling as her boobs are out. I was like, okay, gang. What the hell's going on here? And he's kind of in shadow and we see that his face is starting to kind of get bloody again and Liza is like, what's going on? Finally, she gets a glimpse of his face. And it's and wriggling. It's pulsating. There are are like ew it was this was really cool, cool. <laughs> so cool like yeah. this isn't cgi that is fucking practical effects it's fucking cool yeah that face was a there was like it was like worms underneath his skin yes it was nasty then unfortunately brad fully stabs her to death and then she gets run over by a train okay yo no entendí esta mierda en ningún segundo porque he stabs the shit out of her, which I was like, oh, it's is pretty Ooh, awful it was stabbing. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, terrible. But then it's like, it was like one wheel that like rolls over her. But and why is even... there a train in her home train? or a wheel in her home? Is this a demon possessed wheel coming through? Yo no entendí. Did he move her to the, because it doesn't look like he moved her anywhere. It looks no, like it was in her right apartment. Well, Brother, no she gets stabbed and then and a wheel over. rolls over her. <laughs> We cut back to the old man librarian in his pirate ship with the cop. An old man tells the cop, The Egyptian ritual was the foundation of Uncle Parker's cult. Someone has stolen the book again. So please, Guys. go find the young man who's locked in his room. So we cut to Brad going back to the theater and two actresses, I think. Oh, I believe they're actresses. These women, I think, are supposed to be, like, right now are doing backstage yes, stuff. Because they're, like, hammering shit up. And in their underwear. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so they find Brad. He looks like shit. Okay, he's about to just fully murder these women too. Wait, he goes like it's a it's a spree from now on. It is, and it again. I was like, this is scary. Like, yeah, it's it's scary. So one actress who I just called hair because she's got big old fabulous hair. She's like, okay, Brad, let me help you because he looks so much like shit. And the other one who I, I'm so sorry, I called her cheeks because her ass is out. I called her no pants. <laughs> cheeks, no pants. So cheeks, no pants is like, girl, hair, you can She's have, like, go take him. He looks weird. Yeah, no which, thanks. smart. Exactly. I wrote, Mary is smart, even though she's not wearing any Mary? pants. Her name's Mary. Mary, wow. Cheeks, no pants, Mary continues to like <laughs> go about her business. She's hammering up paintings. With doing no pants on. With no pants on. But then she starts getting like, she's under a light fixture and blood starts to drip all over her. Yeah. So she goes to be like, what the fuck is going on? She finds hair on the floor, face down, but her head is kind of sticking up. So she turns over the body and Knife hair in the mouth. has a dagger in her fucking mouth. Gnarly, but like Ooh. fucked up. Ooh. Brad appears all bloody faced and fucking green foam is coming out More of his smoke. mouth. More smoke. He grabs Cheeks No Pants as Mary's hammer and he fucking hammers, hammers her stomach. Hammers the shit out of her and, like, stomach. And you see her guts coming out. And not like the not the hammer part. The, yeah, like the, the claw. The claw the part. End. Yeah, he's full Oof. like 
in her gut and pulling her guts out. It yeah. was fucked. It is fucked. Okay, so we cut to the cast, chilling on stage. They're waiting for a group meeting, and they're like, where the fuck is everyone? Mickey's like, look, we just got to find another play. Head out, everybody. Just get the fuck out of here. So this one girl, Shirley, who was up there on stage, who? All of them just like that one minute to the next? So this, okay, so when they're talking about these actors not showing up and, like, people disappearing, she says that line in, like, a full close-up. Zoomed in. Shirley starts to leave, but then executioner style Brad comes in with his hood and everything and he's holding this big ass chain bro and he's all bloody you see his hands he's got like a nail hanging off it's gross and Shirley says something's wrong here (laughs) Shirley you're gonna get it Shirley run Shirley run he starts to chase her down she runs off he chases her into a shower where he like pops over the side and he chokes her to death with this chain sorry Shirley we cut to Carol studying I think I don't know where she is she's studying somewhere Brad is suddenly there and he's like right behind her he tells her go to the theater tonight don't tell anyone you saw me I'll be waiting so is that is he like projecting is that brad as like the last ounce of brad going to where she was because literally the next scene he's back at the theater yeah and like there are moments where you can tell he's possessed and moments where you could tell it's like brad trying to push through i don't know i don't know either but let's just say yes i'm gonna say astral projecting to 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 call for help yeah (laughs) jesus yeah so carol turns around and he's gone we're back at the theater Mickey, Carol, and the old man show up. Because Carol has gone to go get him. Uh, yeah, so Carol, even though he was like, Brad was like, don't tell anybody. She's she like, was fuck like, you, fuck ho. you, dude. The old man is like, this was a house many years ago owned by Parker, fucking bowler hat, who tried to turn the Pajalansa ritual into a cult, and the curse <laughs> fell on him and his followers. Their skeletons were discovered in the basement years later when they started to build the theater. Someone in your group knows the whole story. And it's probably Jim, because Jim, Jim Parker was the nephew of this Parker cult guy. And Favorite he's the, nephew. And he's the only one who survived the slaughter, which I guess explains the scar that he has on his face. I didn't even think of that. Sure, right? You are correct. Right? Yeah. So, okay, finally everybody's like piecing everything together. Kind of, I guess. This is a kind of. So Mickey Carroll and this old man go into the pit and they see that it's all set up for this ritual. They find everyone's dead bodies down In like down bags? There. Yeah. Wrapped like in wrapped cellophane? In, in plastic. It's so strange. Jim with no eyeballs. It's cool too. Shirley how you see with him. her fucking chain, chain around her neck. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just like, the way they died, they are there. Yeah. I agree. It was very cool. And looking. there's skulls everywhere and a and fire. At, all of a sudden, we see that these deadies, these deadies. <laughs> These deadies. These deadies. These dead bodies are alive, like zombified and moaning. They all run off in fear. They go to the dressing room. And the old man says, the group of skulls that is in this room, that is the skulls of like the people who died of the cult, act as a generator. And if you take those dead bodies away from the skulls, they will die. So now three more actors show up. Two guys, Jack and Conrad, and this this lady Brenda. They bring in these new well, like characters, f- fresh for, blood, just to have him murder, murder the shit out of them. Yeah. So they find Mickey, Carol, and the old man, and they tell them that Liza is dead. So everyone's like, "We got to get the fuck out of the theater." But everything is locked. Carol 
for some reason, runs off at this moment. Carol, you idiot. What are you doing, girl? So she goes up into the rafters where she finds Brad. With a blood beard. So he tells her, don't scream. Please help me. But she's like, fuck that. She calls for help. And Brad is pissed. He's like, you shouldn't have done that. He goes off. Meanwhile, while everyone's trying to find a way out, one of the new guys, I'm going to assume, this is Jack, who knows? And who cares? He (laughs) runs into Brad, and Brad turns on this huge-ass fan. I thought it was a plane propeller. It looks like a plane propeller. (laughs) It's on, like, a dolly, and he he, like, approaches the guy with this fan. That's fully on. It's, like, chopping away. Hilarious. And so this Jack guy could totally run away. Just run, dude. He's moving so slowly. He's like, like, uh, no. Go. Oh, my God, Brad. Get the fuck out of here. no. But instead, he falls to the floor, and I was like, can't wait to see him get chopped up. (laughs) He doesn't get chopped up. He gets run over by the dolly. And squeezed out like a fucking tube of toothpaste. His guts pop out. Which, again, I was like... Wanted to see the chopping, but it was cool. I it was also, still cool. I was like, oh, we played. We got played. We <laughs> yeah. got played. However, uh-huh. then this fucking other doofus Conrad comes in to check on his now dead buddy, and here comes the fan chop scene. So I, I literally wrote, like, oh, yeah. like, there's you, the propeller you death. You better give us this propeller death. And it's so, not, it wasn't even that great. It was fine. They threw some chunks into the air, yeah. and they're like, here it is. So Brad throws acid in Conrad's face, and then he again turns the fan on, he chops him up, and like it's like <laughs> Conrad is being like slowly like sucked into it, and you just see meat flying, and he's shaking. And it was, pretty, I thought it was cool. And then they show his like corpse on the floor, a pretty gross Cut in half. dead body. That like, was good. Yeah, I like that. It was that. really good. Yeah, his his corpse on the floor was very cool. The rest of the crew meet up. It's just four people left. It's the old man, <laughs> Mickey, Carol, and Brenda. So Mickey and the old man are like, we gotta we gotta get out of here. Which so they one's Brenda. The the new girl who just showed up like five minutes. She's about to die. Like it doesn't matter, but <laughs> So everybody, like Mickey and old man are like, we got to get out of here. So they run into the, the, like on stage. Oh yes. I remember Brenda now. And they, (laughs) and they see the dead bodies and they're like, well, that sucks. And they grab some tools and go off to try to find a way out of here. Meanwhile, Carol and Brenda (laughs) go on stage and they also find these dead bodies. And at this point, Brad opens up a trap door on the stage. He grabs Brenda and takes her down yeah. into the pit. And then out comes bloody executioner Brad. He starts to chase Carol. And her breathing is the most pornographic thing I've ever heard. So why? So she runs into this pit sacrificial chamber. Because of course she does. Like, of course that's where you're going to run, girl. Yes, you gotta. We quickly see that Mickey and the old man were able to open the door. So the old guy's like, I'm going to go back quickly, get Carol. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. In the sacrificial pit, Brad starts to look through the hairy book to find a way to free himself from this possession. But then a fucking mighty wind starts to blow and Brad has visions of all his murders. The book flies out of his hand and lands near some feet clad in strappy red heels. Uh-oh. What? Sure. So <laughs> Brad lands on the altar. He's freaking out. And then a fucking tree branch descends onto Brad. And, and starts he's coming, coming on, on him. him. It's, it's come. coming on him. 
I guess it's tree sap or whatever, but he's... Bitch, that shit has come. Like, he is, like, face up, just like, oh, what? Like, com- come. getting, come on. It's come. Oh, my God, what's happening in the world? So, I literally wrote that. What the fuck is happening? So, in come the chanting indigenous Brazilians, and they start to perform their smoke ritual on Brad. Then all of a sudden, the indigenous Brazilians are gone, and Brad wakes up. And Carol is down there, right? She was there watching right. all this. <laughs> Poor Carol. And uh, uh, Brad says, if our love meant anything to you, Carol, help me, n- help me now. And I'm like, girl, how? Girl. What do you want me to do? What are you going to do? Okay, so at this point, Carol is in there. The old man is in there. Before Carol can help Brad, in comes Mickey, and he fucking throws a spear and spears Brad through the chest. Brad not only through the chest, but like all over his body is just like spurting blood. He barfs up that teal stuff again. Foaming at the mouth. It's, but it's like, it literally was chunky. It yeah. was disgusting. disgusting. But then the hairy book, the Uncle Fester portrait, the skulls, the statues. <laughs> what? You said Uncle Fester. <laughs> oh my God, I fucking wrote this down too. well have been fucking Uncle Fester. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sweating. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, we're almost done. <laughs> what did I do here? Okay, wait, wait, wait. The Harry book. The Uncle Fester. <laughs> <laughs> the Uncle what Fester is his name? Parker. The Uncle Parker. But the Uncle Parker portrait, the skulls, the statues, everything starts to bleed Everything's too. Bleeding. With along with Brad. So the dead bodies here now actually to like. <laughs> oh man! Oh fuck! I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Who cares though? It might as well have been fucking Uncle Fester. Totally. Jesus. So the dead body. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're like I'm a sentence away from the end. You're so Everybody. Close. Hang on. Okay, so now that everything is bleeding, the dead bodies start to actually die again as everybody's just watching. Brad is writhing in pain, and finally he dies. And now we see that the strappy red heels was poofy all along. I I wrote, Uh, I knew it had something to do with that lady, because that was the point where I was like, oh. (laughs) Right here. I did not get it until that minute. Poofy. Is, she says, goodbye for now, Parker. And she picks up the hairy book at her feet and she goes off. Mickey consoles Carol as the old man is just like looking out on all the dead bodies. Outside, Poofy walks away in her sassy red dress and strappy sandals with her hairy book. And we see that bowler hat is outside just kind of like looking It's on. very Alfred Hitchcock. Totally. Like, yeah. I have a cane and my hat and like just yeah. my profile, like kind of yeah. how he used to put himself in his own movies Absolutely. and stuff. And now like basically the thing is like he's out of Brad's body, but now Poofy can go with her hairy book and do this somewhere else. Yeah, sure. Or a priestess, you know? And then we hear this song. Can, can you, you feel the lore of the night? Do you the dark? think you'll live forever? <laughs> and... Fiend. That is the end of our movie. Good job, dude. Oh, wow. What a fucking bonkers. What an experience. Bonkers. Listen, watch this movie, people, because I... <laughs> 
who knows if anybody understood anything. But wow. let's get into some trivia. Why yes. don't you go first? Mm. Okay. So Ritual of Death is actually one of two of the horror movies that Fauzi Mansour that Fauzi Mansour made. The other one is called a Satanic Attraction. Is that Atração? Atração Satânica. I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you I tried to find that movie. You did. It's apparently the better of the two. Oh fuck! I couldn't fucking find it. God damn it! There's not a lot of trivia out there in this fucking film. Nope. The two things that I found that I thought were fucking hilarious were the girl or the woman who played Carol, Karina Palatnik, Palachnik, I don't, Palatnik. Mm -hmm. She was also in the the film of a television children's show called Fofon. That sounds familiar. Do yourself a favor and Google Fofon. Fofon was... He was a character on like a show called Balon Magico, I think, which was a children's show. But then people loved him so much uh -huh. that he became his own fucking thing. Wow. Is so, he an alien? No, he's just a giant dog. Oh. <laughs> so he's played by this Brazilian actor and humorist, Orival Pessini. And it, he was huge in the 80s. I was terrified of it. That's a terrifying face. He, it looked, it's supposed to look like kind of like a bulldog style because it's big and jowly, but it's cheeks, but he's like a human. It's like an ana anthropomorphic yeah. like uh -huh. dog. Bro, an absolute goddamn nightmare. Please Google full phone. And this is for children. Yes, for children. For children. Oh, no. And so she was in the movie for this. It doesn't say what character she played, but fuck it. Fofon was I agree. awful that nightmare. That face is scary. And I remember living in Brazil as a kid and also seeing, because that must have been our época. Oh my God, yeah. That was for us. So it's Bra scary. Brazil had a lot of, at least obviously because I was a child when I lived there, there was so many really great children's programming that was extremely popular. We've talked before of Show da Xuxa. Mm -hmm. Angelica was another yeah. like woman that was like a children's entertainer. She, I remember she had a mole on her on her leg that oh. was like her her trademark her trademark uh -huh. like even her Barbie doll had her fucking mole wow it was crazy uh -huh. and then like Ustrapalhões which were they were like this goofy clown stuff and lots of like physical comedy. I remember that one. They had a movie called Os Trapalhões and Xuxa. Oh! Contra o Baixo Astral. And Whoa. when I tell you that, I would watch that movie over and over and over. There was Amazing. Sergio Malandro, which was this other like host kind of thing, but mm -hmm. he was... He almost gave me Adam Sandler vibes. Whoa! Yeah, wow. but like for little kids. Sure, yeah, okay. And Shusha and Sergio Malandro Shusha. did a movie together, which was very much, and I they kissed at the end, and I remember <gasps> freaking the fuck out, because I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> my two favorite, oh my god, it was the best. <laughs> Anyways, going off of this like horrible Fofon thing, yeah. I looked up the singer of our two main songs, which, okay, right off the bat, I gotta say, I found this information, and I was fucking thrilled because i was like oh fuck this is gonna be awesome to talk about and because i'm here with johnny i'm we're both doing we research at the same time like in each other's faces in each other's faces i was doing it with headphones on he was not so i hear him click on something and then music starts playing and i was like 
fuck you, dude. No, that's my trivia because I was so excited to talk about it. Uh, you beat me to it. I mean, and listen. it's mine, and yeah. I'm going to talk about take it, it now. I listen, so, take it. Sara Hegina, who was the singer of these two amazing songs, Can You Feel the Heat yeah, of the Dark? And, like, let's just say, again, she is singing. She's belting. 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 Yes. So, turns out, Sara Hegina was basically like the singer, the go-to singer for children's programming that was being dubbed. So she sang a lot of like theme songs and Very all cool. that stuff for fucking children's TV shows that came from other places other than Brazil. Okay. So she sang the theme song and was the voice of Dona Florinda in El Chavo del Ocho, wow. but the Brazilian version of El Chavo del Ocho, mm-hmm. which is Chavis. And that's how I heard I was he, he was playing the theme song of her singing. And I was like, no, dude, that's my trivia. Fuck well, you. To be just to be fair, I clicked it for two seconds and I was like, I looked at Eileen's face and <laughs> there was murder fire coming out of her eyeballs and her ears so i like quickly was like stop but i I didn't really grow up even though it was part again of like my epoca i didn't really grow up watching that show we talked about el chavo del ocho before because i was like this is annoying sure remember so it is all new to me yeah what you're telling me chavo del ocho chavis i don't know it in spanish so mm-hmm. many of my friends that are like Mexican because it was a Mexican show right. would be like El Chavo Locho, El Chavo Locho. And not even like it's Chavo Locho was huge all over Latin America. Yeah. But for me, it was in Portuguese. So hearing it in Spanish sounds really weird for me. Yeah. But I love that she was the voice of Doña Florinda. Who... Do you, you remember this character? Absolutely. Doña Amazing. Florinda used to have a lo- of an affair with Profesor Girafales. <laughs> and, and Doña Florinda was mom to Kiko, who was a piece of shit and big cheeks. Anyways, so she was the voice of Doña Florinda. But then Sara Regina was also the voice, the singing voice of Jem and Jem and the Holograms. Oh, I'm shit. That one I didn't know. I know. I didn't see it. That's fucking Isn't amazing. That fucking cool? Okay, I was obsessed Me with Jem as a kid. Forget Barbie. No. It was Jem. All the way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's amazing. So that's amazing. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, Jonathan. I was that's why I was so mad. <laughs> well, I didn't see that trivia, so I'm so glad that's new. But so there's a bunch of other ones that she also did that so the fact that she was like the go-to singing voice of because a lot of Good these cartoons from the US that came mm-hmm. back in the 80s and 90s were totally had like Captain Planet yeah he's a, I mean, who's gonna I sing it I don't know if that's her but um, but she did all of that mm-hmm. which is very cool and literally that's the end of my trivia I love <laughs> your trivia so very much thank you I have a little bit more and I am going to talk about Sara Hegina just a teeny, teeny bit. But okay. before I get there, let's get real boring, everybody. Okay. And uh, go back to the lecture hall. This is from Owlcation.com. It's called, Before Columbus, The Forgotten Expeditions to North America. Did the ancient Egyptians discover North America? Which I was like, why are we talking about Egypt and Brazil right now? You yeah. know? So this is Brazil's a little... Brazil's also South America. I'm so sorry. We're going to talk about the Americas right now. Okay. So, (laughs) you know what I mean. Okay, so listen up, everybody. There is no specific mention of any Egyptian expedition to the New World, but there are some tantalizing clues that they may have reached it. 
There is, of course, the uncanny similarity between Egyptian pyramids and the pyramids used by Aztec and Maya. Hello? I've, I've heard... Yeah, interesting. While this may only be a coincidence, it is noteworthy that similar coincidences are rare. For example, we do not find pyramids being used extensively in any other part of the world. Some scholars have also pointed out that there are some similarities between Aztec and Mayan legends and religious ideas and Egyptian concepts. Cool. But the most telling clue that the Egyptians may have reached the Americas comes in the form of the cocaine mummies. What? Okay. Cocaine is made exclusively from the coca plant, and as far as we can tell, this plant does not grow outside of South America. And yet, chemical analysis of the ingredients used to embalm some Egyptian mummies shows the unmistakable and unexplainable presence of cocaine. Whoa. What the fuck? So the same analysis has detected the presence of nicotine derived from the the tobacco plant, which was not imported to Europe and Africa until after Columbus. If the only source for cocaine and nicotine was the New World, then it means that somehow there was a trade link between Egypt and the Americas thousands of years before Columbus. Holy shit. However... Some critics believe that the tests may have been flawed because of hoax contamination of the samples, or that if genuine, the substances came from plants which used to be native to Egypt, but which have somehow died out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so about Sarah Hegina, I found her fan Facebook page okay. on Facebook. And listen, just deal with my bad Portuguese, everybody. I'll, I'll Correct fix it. me if I'm wrong. So it says... Página dedicada? Dedicada? <risos> Página dedicada. Página dedicada à cantora brasileira Sara Regina, que começou nos anos 70 no estilo... Estilo? Estilo. Fuck. You're estilo right, you're doing disco. great. E hoje grava jingles e versões brasileiras de temas da TV, which mm -hmm. is what Eileen told us, that she started in disco, but now she records jingles and TV themes, which honestly, like, way to... Fucking Get make that some money, money girl. girl. Yeah. So I found some pic pictures of her like throughout the years on this fan page. I highly recommend you look this up because there's some pictures of her from the 70s and she is fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. And there's an adorable picture of her as like an older, not older, like I'm thinking maybe like 60s. Sure. And it's either her family, but I don't think it, I think it's her fan club. It's a bunch of young people, which would make sense because that's our people, like yeah. our young people who grew up with her. Singing the fucking jingles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in this picture of her with this fan club, deep breath. Hoje é o aniversário dela, nossa rainha que encantou gerações com sua doce e marcante voz. Nice. Is that okay? Voz. Voz. Voice. It sounded like you said Voice. Talvez você não entenda o tamanho da importância que tem para todos nós. 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 Fuck. Mas de algum modo você fez parte da trilha son sonora das nossas vidas. Yeah. Te amamos, Sara Regina. That's very that sweet. sweet? You so, were a part of our soundtrack of our lives. So sweet. And so she To me especially. Absolutely. This, I had no I that made that's why I was so excited. I was like, holy shit, those were things that I watched all the time. I watched Gem in Portuguese. Amazing. Fucking Sara Regina was part of that. Yeah. 
crazy. Incredible. So she responded with like a very sweet comment, which I'm not going to read. I will spare you, but it's very, very sweet. <laughs> and also, just last thing about her, I found a playlist of all her music, which I haven't listened to, but there's a huge playlist of hers on YouTube. Fun. And go check. I'm gonna. We're going to listen to this. I was trying to find... Honestly, like I was uh-huh. trying to find the two songs from the movie and there were nowhere and I want to listen to them. They are yeah. great. And not like in that bad quality. No, from the like film. I want it good in my ears. Spotify. Yeah. There's no there's she's not on Spotify. <sighs> what a bummer, dude. But I did find that playlist on YouTube. I'm gonna comment so. on that fucking fan club page and be like, bro, does anybody on esta canción para que yo la pueda oír? But in Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, everybody go listen to her music on YouTube. It's up there. What a gal. And this is from mundocani.com. <laughs> this is from 2014. It says, it's called the, it's all in Portuguese. I will translate. It says, the horror of Fauzi Mansur. After José Mujica Marins, José do Caixão, Fauzi Mansur was one of two Brazilian filmmakers who dabbled in the horror genre. Right. For that reason, the fourth festival Curta Fantástico, or Cine Fantasy, will release a session <laughs> as an homage uh-huh. to Mansur, one of the directors who was part of the Boca do Lixo, de São Paulo. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, what's that? But first, the three Garbage movies that mouth. they... Yes. But first, before the, we get to that, uh, the three movies that they showed at this festival in honor of him was Belas y Corrompidas, Ritual Macabro, which is Ritual of Death, and Atração Satanica. Is that the name? That's I was trying and trying to find the title in Portuguese. It's Ritual Macabro. Ritual Macabro. I was like, Ritual da Morte, Ritual quando a gente morre, a morte e o ritual, and nothing. Ritual Macabro. So I was like, what the fuck is Boca do Lixo? So Cinema da Boca do Lixo, which means Mouth of Garbage Film. Cinema. Fuck me. Let me start again. Give yourself a break. Cinema da Boca do Lixo is the collective name for a film genre associated with the Boca do Lixo downtown area of São Paulo, Brazil. Okay. On par with French Nouvelle Vague, what the fuck that is. Sure. And American slasher films, films of this genre are exploitational and often considered B-movies. Love that. Love it. These films often feature eroticism. (laughs) (laughs) This is the background. The underworld of Boca de Lixo was an attraction for Cinema Marginal. Cinema Marginal. Fuck me in the ass. (laughs) God damn it. For Cinema Marginal protagonists. The 1970s saw an influx of production companies to the area and producers making investments in Boca de Lixo. The result was Cinema da Boca, low-budget films with superficial content produced for quick returns to investors. Although identified foremost with porno chanchadas. <laughs> Is that right? Porno cha- How do you porno chanchadas? Porno chanchadas. Pero, ¿cómo se escribe? Porno chanchadas. Like, C-H? Girl. Porno chanchada. Pero, porno. pero, pero en portugués, uno There no dice be, chanchada. Right? Chancha, no, that was not... That's <laughs> chanchadas. Chanchadas. Okay, although identified foremost with porno chanchadas, 
Boca was the center of a set of various subgenres of exploitation films, including comedies, crime films, action films, and kung fu films. Cool. The end of censorship in Brazilian cinema after、mm. the fall of the military regime in 1985, after the end of the censorship, pornographic films began to be produced as well. During its most prolific years, Boca attracted many notable directors such as Fauzi Mansur and Jose Mojica Marins. Wow! Very cool. Okay, last but not least, Wagner dos Santos did the special effects for this film. So I Wagner. Wagner. So I just needed to give this. Man, a shout out because he、buddy. fucking nailed it. He also did the special effects for Atração Satânica. He acted in 1982's Perdida em Sodoma. Perdida em Sodoma. Perdida em Sodoma, which I'm pretty sure is a porn. I mean, Lost I in, Sa- in Sodom. Yeah. I looked it up on IMDb and it was like under the just a butthole. No. <laughs> <laughs> Under like like the tags for the film, it was like full full frontal male nudity, nudity, <laughs> full frontal male nudity, full frontal、Noodly. female nudity, like all that shit. And I was like, this is porn. Yeah. So and he composed the score for 1977's Escola Penal de Meninas Violentadas. Whoa.、Uh... Which is an exploitation film. Cool. What a multi-talented fella,、Love、and、it. he fucking nailed it in this film. All right. Can I ask you some questions? Please. Were you scared? I'm gonna say kinda. Okay. The only mo—I mean, no. But the the like the kinda moment was that fucking mirror sequence where he's just staring at his like bloody blue pussy face. It freaked me out. Yeah. So I'll give it up to that. What about you? I was not. <laughs> no. Move on. <laughs> What was your best scare? That. Pussy mirror face. That pimple that, exploding and then like pulling at his face, just it, screaming his face at、off. himself. Ooh, no. Horrifying. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? Jazz Boo's mom and the cop. <laughs> I just can't pick between the two of them. Jazz Boo's mom for me as well, <laughs> and Liza. Oh my God! How could I forget Liza? Yes, fucking Liza. What was your best line? God. Well, okay, it's not like the full line, but it's just Brad responding to Jim saying, "But not good theater." <laughs> I could not believe that line because I've heard that from so many people, and I'm just like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> get out. Get over yourself. Uh, mine was. Are you using drugs? I'm the one who's supposed to be addicted around here. Works so well because Jazzy Boo's mom delivered it so well, beautifully.、Uh, what was your best death? I'm gonna give this to the double whammy of hair and cheeks getting murdered. Hair first getting the dagger in her mouth, and then cheeks getting hammered in the gut. Fuck. But there are a lot of good deaths、yeah. in this movie. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give it to the hammer part because I because we, we didn't really get to see hair、sure. get.、Mm-hmm. The, I mean, knife in the mouth, Ooh, awful. Yeah, but hammer in the gut definitely fucked. But I also I don't know <laughs> something to be about turning on that propeller and then just expecting him to be fucking chopped and then he just gets smushed out but like a toothpaste tube that I thought was just so fucking funny. There's no way you can't watch it and just be like. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah,、okay. and I'm not even including like seeing the propeller afterwards. No, it was just like I'm expecting something,、yeah. and then we get com- something completely different. So、yeah. that guy too. Did you learn anything from the culture? No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god! And finally, how many ooze do you give this film? I'm going to give this film two 
ooze, and that is mostly because of the practical effects, which I thought were fucking awesome. This is a bad movie with really cool late 80s, 90s gore effects that I fucking loved. But I'm going to say this, though. I don't like that goat head. Bad. I don't like that. They, I, that's a real goat head, I'm convinced. Yeah. And I really do not like that. Yeah, gross. You shouldn't have fucking done that. Yeah. It's not good. So, and but still, let's if, give it. And if it is fake, holy fucking holy shit, shit, you I'm going to give it a fucking five ooeys, because damn. But no, I will give this movie two ooeys. What about you? I also give it two, because <laughs> we started off with the hand being gross. I didn't expect the face to be gross. Yeah. I didn't expect the stabbing of Liza to be so, like, visceral and yeah. like these murders were genuinely pretty fucking solid like yeah. like you said it's an absolute garbage dump of a film but the practical stuff is great yeah nailed it absolutely Wagner. Wagner, Wagner, whatever. Whatever. Oh my God. Oh my God, we did it. We'll have the link for this movie in. Right, it's on YouTube, everybody. It's on YouTube, so we'll have the link on our episode description so you can watch it there if you'd like. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us. Yeah, we're starting to get some interesting comments. There's, which... some, <laughs> there's some interesting stuff. <laughs> people have feelings. Oh, people have feelings. People, people have feelings, and you know what? So do we. And. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're doing our best, and I think we're nailing it. Listen, so. bad, even bad uh, comments. Listen, it means you're listening. My so. dad <laughs> says to me every single time, he says, all press is good press. Fuck so yeah. make sure to follow us on all our social medias, which were at Wikiorror on Twitter and Instagram. Follow our network, Sonoro Podcast, at Sonoro Podcast. Also on Twitter and Insta. I think that's it. If you're going to find a hairy book, Ooh. In the middle of a, a boat library, I think you should leave it alone. Burn it. If your theater troupe decides to attend a lecture by an old man that looks like Sean Connery, don't decide that you want to make that a play. Just do Oklahoma. Please. It's so much easier. Just fucking do Oklahoma. You don't need the wrath of the cummy trees, no, guys. You don't, don't want that. Don't get cummed on by trees. <laughs> it's honestly the worst kind of cum. It doesn't come off very easily. Um, cool. Dude, I, this, I love that I got to see you face to face in this office. Uh, my fancy <laughs> closet office. Uh, yep. Um, yeah, I fucking love you. I fucking love you too. Hey guys, have a great week and we'll see you in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Dead afraid, the thrill of the dark. Hey. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.